ok, ok. Mark test one, two, one, two. Mark test one, two, one, two. This is the other room podcast live on the from BKK Thailand. And with your host, my name is Joy, aka Authority. My name is Anthony. This is our episode 45. Yes, 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 sir. We're moving forward. The other room podcast. We're moving, we're moving. And Anthony. So, what do we have today? What do we have to talk about? It seems there's a lot going on. Yeah, man, there's a lot going on around the world, in Nigeria, in Africa, and in Thailand, too. Yeah, first of all, before, before, before we start, right, um, I was talking to this girl. She's a friend of the show. <laughs> okay. No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Anyways, she's a friend of the show. She's from South Africa, right? She was like, she actually haven't listened for a while because most of our content is like Nigeria-based, like... Um, I mean, it's like so. We, we talk so much about Nigeria. And now she knows so much, so much about Nigeria. Uh, like, yeah, we're trying to diversify our content okay. very soon. So yeah. then we probably need someone in other African country to give us what is going on anyway. And I want to ask. I don't want us to start on a very sad note. I want to ask you this, right? Yeah. I want to know <laughs> how many kisses. Right? How many how many kisses you have to kiss in one night for you to be considered a male whore? To be considered a whore, right? Yeah. A male whore. Yeah. Oh man. Man, that's pretty difficult, <laughs> man. Because I just want to know how many, like two, three it's different pretty, girls. It's pretty it's pretty subjective though, but for me, right? Okay, I want us to use the same standards that we'll use for Exactly, a, for that's what woman, I'm saying. Yeah. Right? If I see a girl kiss more than two guys... She's a whore. ...the same night... All right? My impression of her is definitely going to be that, oh, she's a whore. Nah, I'm a whore. <laughs> well, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a whore right now. Because last week, uh, like, probably on Friday, right, I kissed almost seven different girls. Damn, that you're doing numbers, man. Yo, my num- you're I doing doing numbers. Was hard. And Ooh. I'll just jump it from one to I don't know. I don't know where I, I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get started, man. Let's get started. Yeah, just That's a side fun, note. Man. I guess yeah. you had a really good weekend then. Uh my no, my my weekend was okay. Not bad. Decent. Okay. Yeah. Not one of those crazy nights though, but it was a little bit crazy, but it was fun. Yeah, I went I can't, out. I can't complain. Seven girls, seven kisses. Why not? Did you get laid though? Oh, well, I don't want to disclose that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> nah, you're, you're not sure. You're not sure. <laughs> I said There's maybe. no maybes. There's okay, no yes, in-betweens. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, well, oh that's God a happy it. ending. Yeah, yeah, I almost made one terrible mistake. I was with one, right? She went to the toilet, right? And I saw this old girl. I've known her for a very, very long time. And I know my plan A was okay. Right? Yeah. Then I started working on plan B. What if? Yeah. You always got to have backup plans, Yes. Man. What if? And I missed it. She had been a... Like, she followed me on, on IG for, for years. Okay. And uh, that night, I took her number. Yeah, that's the first step. That's good enough. But I'm not gonna do anything. My plan it works out so fine. So I'm yeah, like, fuck it. And now I can't even talk to her. 
what you all is there's always going to be that window of opportunity to reach out back to her because you've been able to create that friendship or whatnot for like a long time right so that's usually much more easier to recreate than to go back to the plan a that yeah, you just yeah. recently met right but for me i'll i'll prefer such situations because i i know how to go back <laughs> and and finish the job yeah i was like yo you want to go to your place or oh, my place she was like yeah my place i was like a hard place i was like why? But okay. I, I was like, yo, I don't have condo. Like, I have condo. I was like, fuck. <laughs> this is going way too well. <laughs> well, well, I think it's a cool thing, right? That girls now have condoms at home. Yeah, I like I, that, I yeah. love it, you I know. And it, I re- yeah. One thing I've noticed is that, especially out here, right? There is this certain kind of feeling that ladies or girls generally feel when they have to go buy condoms. Oh, yeah. You know? And I kind of understand, but at the end of the day, we are all adults, right? yeah. So, everybody know everyone else is having sex, either with With a male partner or (laughs) with a female partner or anything. We all know we're all having sex. That's a fact. So, the fact that you feel ashamed to go get condoms, I feel some type of way about that because you just have to own up to what you're doing. It's pretentious when you don't want to get condoms. Yeah. And for girls that do have it at home, to me, it's a level of realness. Yeah. Gunshot. Gunshot to any girl that has condom at home. Fuck. Yeah, you deserve. Yeah. Yeah, you deserve an award. But, uh, yeah, same thing happens to me. Uh, I was going to, I was going, I don't know, I don't know, yeah, like I said, I was going home with a girl, not to my place, to her place. Okay. So she was really drunk. I was like, yo, um, can we stop at 7 Eleven? She was like, I know what you want, I get at home. Like, how do you know what I want? I was like, you want condom? Yes, I have one. I was like, oh, okay. No. And I took the text straight out. No more seven. You know, I like girls like that who are, who are pretty real. You know? Because with people like that, it's much more easier to tell their intentions because they're always gonna speak up. Exactly, yeah. So I'd rather click with a person like that. Than someone who speaks in cold words, so uh, who speaks I, uh, in who, who try to be the good yeah, girl, body language and whatnot. Trying to be the angel. The thing is, as long as you are an adult, and I'm, I'm also an adult, right? We should be able to like handle some certain responsibilities and be able to be very open-minded about certain issues that we know we've outgrown. And being able to talk about condoms, like oh, I have at home, I don't have. You can go get or whatnot. It's definitely one of it, you know. Yeah. And also being able to talk about sexual fantasies that we do have. That's something else too. I mean, like at this age, they're just like in those days, this might be con- this might be considered like not so uh ethical, but right now, come on, man, you have to you just have to say. You have to be able to uh, express your sexual Yeah. And uh, whatever. And also the fact that a girl also has condoms at home, I think it's to me, a level of responsibility yeah. that you do know the enormity of the sexual diseases that are yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, you right. decide to be smart about it and to be to a prevent, responsible yeah. person to prevent yeah. that from either both sides. So to a person like that, I'll, add, I'll definitely click with a person yeah, like that. Yeah, I even that. think like that also, also showed like high level of responsibility because yeah. you don't rely on guy. To, yeah. to 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 take total control of yeah uh, of the situation. You don't rely on guy to have to be the one 
who come with the protection techniques or yeah. whatever. For now, it's like I have to protect myself, even though he doesn't have it. If he forgot, yeah, I'll be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't. Because if you're expecting the guy to just have the condom, that's feeding into gender stereotypes. That oh, it's a, it's a woman, it's a guy, <laughs> guy thing, right? That wants sex, not something that has been enjoyed by both. Both, yeah. Or he's the one who desires it more, or he's the one who should take responsibility for whatever happens. Happens, yeah. But you having it is some level of responsibility, right? And also, one of the things with that is that back in the days, right, for a female to have condoms at home, it will be construed as. She's wayward. Yeah, she's probably she's a whole. Yeah. She's a thoth, or something like that. So, but now we've yeah, the narrative is changing. I yeah. think people started embracing things that it's both beneficial to both sides. So yeah. I don't really, I don't have complaint. I love it. Like if you're out there and you want to get down with Joel, sometimes I forget the condom. You're I don't even, poor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even like keeping condom on my in my wallet anymore. Oh yeah, I used to do that. A couple I used to of do that a lot years yeah. ago. Yeah, I used to do years that a lot. Ago. I would like have condom in my wallet, but now, nah, nah. forget. Anyway, so well, which one do we want to start with? Oh, what's happening? What's happening? A lot has been happening. A oh lot. yeah, let's talk about the lady that inadvertently accused her husband of pedophilia. That's Mariah. Those Brown. are my words, actually. Those are my words. Yeah, but that is exactly what she does. Yeah, that's what I say inadvertently, yeah. right? Because in her own words, she said she's not going to allow her husband to birth, to birth her kids, her daughter. Yeah. And no, she's come out to apologize for, yeah, for those apologized, statements. But- and the husband has come out in his defense, in her defense, that, oh, those are rules that are set at home or whatnot, whatnot. What? Yeah, for whatever. I think so at what, that what, point. They, at, what, what, why uh, does she have to apologize if that, that is their own rule at home? Well, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. But then, I just think it all comes down to damage control. Yeah. The first thing is when she made that that statement the first time, there was a lot of backlash, and that then when she tried to defend it, to defend it, she doubled down. She doubled down on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was the that point was like, where everybody was like, "Oh no, woman, like this is it." And then the next time she came on on air and she started crying. I don't buy any of that. I don't know. Yeah, I see the crying. That was like totally bullshit. I was like so irritating. I was the like, the second what time was the opportunity you have. To, to have taken yeah. back your words. But instead, you decided to double down. Yeah, yeah. It's open the conversation. So, for what? the third time, I just felt like, now you're doing too much. So, all of that, I, it doesn't resonate with me. Because I don't give a fuck at this point. You've accused your husband of inadvertently or indirectly being a pedophile. And that's what the, the people now cares about. And the problem or the blowback from a thing like this is that she might have come out to say, oh, my husband is not a pedophile. The husband might have said, okay, these are the rules we set at home. home. But take it or leave it. Neighbors will have certain resentments about that. Yeah. Neighbors will be careful how their daughters interact with the husband. Yeah. Because now, 
that's there's a sign there. Yeah. For your wife to come out, you know. One and of, for you to even say you said such a rule at home, that means you are kind of. You know, one of the things about this is that they call this freedom sleep. And the thing with freedom sleep is that, according to Sigmund Freud, right, is that things like this, when they are said, they are the subconscious opinion of that person. Yeah. So it's not just about the fact that, oh, I, I trust my husband, but I can't let him do this. It just shows that this is your entire belief that you will not let your husband do this because you believe something might go wrong. Yeah. In what sane climb would you think that the man that you claim to love, who's the father of your, oh, of, oh, your, oh, of your kids, would do that to their own child? If you ever have that doubt about your husband... It's already time for you to leave to that live, marriage. Yeah, it's yeah. already time for you to protect your kids from their father. Yeah. It's not about coming out to say it in the public or about defending your husband or trying to, to say, oh, you trust your husband. It's about taking responsibility and keeping your and, children away from danger. And again, and again, why would she even refer to only, only the uh, female uh, child? So that land not. Basically, she's trying to say only the female child can, can be, be abused, mo- abused, molested. What yeah. happens to the man? What happens to the, okay? So now imagine if the husband also says that, okay, I don't trust my wife, my wife with my son to bath to shower my kid, my son. So that's a, there's fundamentally there's a problem with that, and when you try to up, unpack all of this, right, there will always be a problem. On the other side of this. The man said that's the rule that we implemented at home. But, uh-huh. but now, raging feminists will tell you that's an opportunity from the man to abscond from his duty of doing certain things in his house. Yeah. That a man that cannot even bath his own child. So what man is that? That's a deadbeat dad. Just throw the man away. No, because we talk about these things online. Oh, we see it online. Yeah, it where they the say, time. okay... Nigerian men don't assist their wives. They want wives who are full house wives. Wife, yeah. Okay, now, imagine this scenario where this lady has to go to work. She has to work. At the same time, she has to bath her child, male and female. Come back and, and cook. come back and maybe cook, cook or the man cooks. That's already a lot of responsibilities for her alone. So if there are times where you don't trust your husband to do this for your child, I have a problem with that. I, mean, I just find the whole statement, everything problematic. I, I do have I mean, a problem with that. There's a lot of issue going on there. There and is a there's, lot. There's no way you can come out publicly and trying to defend or Pre- double down. That. Yeah. It's not just working. Like, it's no way. I mean, like, you're trying your... One thing I, I really hate about the new age, whatever, the information we got, the technology and everything combined is people ask to be this and in reality, they are totally different. Yeah. Now you come on air on 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 TV to air your husband out to firstly accuse your husband, but I don't know if that is maybe she might be right because we don't know what is happening in their own family. We don't know what's going on. But do you know how many people will actually go away and do away with that? Now they cannot trust their own husband to take birth of their. 
daughter or whatever. And, and the thing, one of the things she actually tried to do when she tried to double down is that I'm not saying it's my husband who's doing this, but there are men out exactly, there doing it to their saying. kids. So a lot of people already go with this. Yeah, they have to be like extra careful. I think it's more about red herring. That okay, it's not happening in my house, but it's but happening in other houses. Uh, but why, 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 how, why will you be the one airing it? I don't know. I just feel like this whole thing is problematic. Exactly. It could be actually be a problem that is happening in her household. If it's happening in her household, I don't just have a come problem. Just say it. I don't have a problem with her coming out to say. Just say it. Just say but it. But first thing, protect your kids from their from their dad. That's the first thing to do. When you discover things like that, and if that's not happening, then you already just threw your husband under the bus, because take it or leave it, co-workers, family, yeah, friends, <laughs> neighbors, that's already their opinion <laughs> of that I mean, man. Like church. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do anymore. The damage control doesn't work. You already planted that opinion in their mind. Subconsciously, they will be careful when their daughters or their sons around your husband so now that's the problem you know that okay now we'll, we'll just talk about pedophiles right and I want us to be able to link this conversation to to the Kevin Hart oh. whole problem that's going yeah, on yeah. so we've talked about this on these shows that on this podcast that they're trying to push an agenda or the narrative whereby pedophilia can be legalized. There's a pedosexual oh, yeah, 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 yeah. there's a pedosexual <coughs> movement that's starting to gain momentum gradually. And for it to go to the next stage, it needs to involve the academia. You need psychologists, therapists, scientists to rationalize it that this it's natural. It's natural for people to be pedophiles. <laughs> and once that will come to that stage, once there are academia, academics that have been able to rationalize this, then we move on to the next to the stage, next level, yeah. which is maybe now setting up laws, rules and regulations yeah. on how to protect these people. And the problem with that and this now is that Pedophiles now, they just don't see themselves as pedophiles. No? They call themselves MOPs, minority something persons. Minority, there's yeah, because the O they, means something. Yeah, they can claim that, that is, the feeling is natural. That, they yeah, they, that, they just have feelings for, minor, for, uh, for minors. For minors. Minors yeah. something persons. Then you also see something like anti contact, minor something persons. I, I can't remember what that all means so they're saying that we love my minors but we are against contact with minors that's where that anti-contact or no contact minor something persons how conflicted so, so are it's you? that now there's it's social constructionism they are already starting to construct an identity and giving setting tropes and names to these identities that anti-contact no contact so they are trying to to devalue the conversation about what pedophilia actually means. Yes, that yeah. okay, we can have feelings <laughs> towards kids, but, but we necessarily don't need to contact them. have contact yeah. with them. So now it's still under this whole main 
category that we're going to have people who claims that they can make contact. Just like how we have transgenders, right? And we have L- the whole LGBT. Yeah. And then we have the queer, which are the confused people <laughs> who don't know who are today female, tomorrow, tomorrow they feel male, tomorrow they feel transgenders. So we're going to have that too yeah. under this whole pedophilia movement. And now we're having this conversation about, oh, Moriah Brown's husband is probably a pedophile or not a pedophile. Maybe in the next 10, 15 years, we won't even be having that conversation yeah. again because then it's legalized, it's legalized, it's rationalized. So, yeah. Because that's the same thing with with um, Kevin Hart. When Kevin Hart made the statement he made about gays or whatnot, yeah, I, I don't, don't even want... think it's directly about gays. He just it's said, not about gays. This, this is not, I, I don't want, want my, this for son. my son to be this. Exactly. What, what out for what? Like there are parents out there who says I want my kids to be doctors. So those those of us who are art or social scientists, we should be angry. We should be angry, right? That oh, you don't want your kids to be like us. Yeah, Do I you? don't want my kid to be gay. It's as simple as that. It doesn't. I, I don't understand. You know, the the outrage. It's only wishing. There's if if the kids turn out uh, turn out to be gay. There's they, no way he not, can control nothing that. Nothing he can do. The moment they become an adult and they choose, they choose what they their want to, sexual orientation, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. You either support it or you are against it, and it's difficult, going to be difficult for him not to support it, because every He's public figure, every public figure whose child is part of the LGBTQ have nothing else to do than to support to because you know they have what? To accept it because they, they don't will want to, be boycotted. Yeah, they want to go into public uh, scrutiny. So they even though deep down they know they don't support it, but they just have to come they out have to. and act like I'm an ally because yeah, like my, they have uh, more Johnson. to lose. Okay, yeah. Look at Magic Johnson, right? So now the problem with Kevin Hart is that I, I do say this often that people change their values. Exactly. So a person who holds certain value yesterday or a year ago might change that value today. today? Depending on the kind of information they've been exposed to and the kind of other social things that have affected them. But the kind of people I have a problem with is a person who change their value every week or every month and a person whose value changes based off of financial gains. Gains, yeah. Maybe politicians or political psychophants. Okay, those are the people I don't give a fuck about. But with a person like Kevin Hart, if his opinion of the gay community has changed over the past decade. Why should you be holding him responsible, responsible for, for that? Even not even after he public uh, he came out publicly and apologized for that statement. You want to apologize for that? The thing is, at this point, I just think you're beating a dead horse because this is something he claimed to have addressed in the past. So why are you still outraged about this? And this is something he has deleted from his Twitter. Twitter. So for him to have deleted it, he that felt like this is not a good sign. Anymore. So if you felt, oh, because it's been archived online, let me go find it out. Let me go dig it up. People are just so jobless. I, I mean, like, what, okay, what are exactly are you going to gain by doing that? So he has to withdraw from the... Uh, no, no, Oscar. the thing is, they expect him to apologize. So if he apologizes, then he stays. But this is it. And now this is a problem, right, that I have with people like, 
Kevin Hart and other people who strive so much to be politically correct. Correct, yeah. Let us know where you, you had. stand. You, you yeah. stand. Let us know your okay. stand. Kevin Hart is an ally to the LGBTQ community. He's an ally. And look yes. at what they just did. What did they just do to him? They <laughs> fucking threw him under the bus. Nobody's safe. The thing is, there are people who are anti-gay. And we know them for who they are. Exactly. And there are people who are pro-gay. So now, Kevin, who is pro-gay, and look at the things they've done to him. Okay, the new, the new uh, leader of uh, the leading party in, in Germany, who just took over from Angela Merkel. Yeah. She's anti-gay. And gay has been legalized in Germany. In Germany. But everybody knows her stance. She's the new party leader, but they know, okay, this person is anti-gay. That's who she is. We don't always have to, to agree, agree of on like, something. You're holding Kevin Hart to a higher standard than you held Donald Trump to. Yeah. And he's holding the biggest office in the world. In the world. Just imagine that. And now, something a person said 10 years ago is being used against him now. Like 10 years ago, I was a teenager. I didn't even know the meaning of the word affluence, juxtapose, elucidate. These are words that when I saw them in the exam the first time, when I was 10 years ago, when I was writing an exam, I didn't even know the meaning. It was after the exam that I started to look for the meaning. So now imagine you are holding me responsible for things I said 10 years ago. When I didn't know the meanings of these words, juxtapose, affluence. <laughs> so imagine the standard you're holding me to. I'm not saying Kevin was a teenager 10 years ago, but I'm just saying 10 years is already a long I mean, people time grow, for people grow, to grow. grow wiser every day. I don't like when I came to this country, I don't like Thai food. But now I'll be key for one. And it's not even up to 10 years. Yeah. Now we came for one. And uh, you know what's so funny, right? When I came, I was like, I swear to God, I'm never going to eat Thai food. Okay. Before one year, Tom Yam tastes like pepper soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Yam is really good. And I started, now I can eat every Thai food. Every Thai food. I still, call, one of the things, call me homophobic or whatever, whatever. I still feel like the LGBTQ is they are overdoing. They are overdoing. They are doing too much. They are really, they're, they are doing too much. It's a community that is going to turn on itself really soon. I hope so. Really, really soon. It's not about hoping so. I mean, I, okay. I want to see the internal fight. Okay, look at the the transgenders that are starting to compete in sports. Look at how women has reacted to that. There's already a division within the whole yeah the whole body movement. The movement itself that oh maybe you guys are starting to take opportunities away from women and look at the australian guy who's six foot three over 200 pounds who's contesting who's uh competing in handball game against women who are barely how, like 100 how, you go, how are they going to survive that <laughs> how many women who play handball are six foot three 200 pounds how many nba players are six foot three 200 pounds Man, yeah, well, I, and look at her palm. Just there was that, there was there was basically no competition, and I have a problem with that because sincerely, you're taking chance, you're taking advantage away from women 
to be able to compete. As much as women want to argue that, oh, we are all equal with men. Yeah, you know, you we know, know when it comes to physical attributes, we're definitely different. Different, yeah. And these are things I expect feminists to actually concentrate on because these no, are they, actual things that they deprive are, women of their rightful they, places. They are too busy taking down men. Down and also, you, okay, uh, who came out recently? Is it um, Annie Dibia, Two Faces' wife? Oh, uh, said she's not a feminist. Okay, and she's been the butt of the joke on Twitter because by Twitter feminists feminist. because she says she's not a feminist. That oh, okay, this that oh, your husband has twenty kids from twenty women. Oh, this this and that and that and that. But isn't the teenagers? or the fundamental belief of feminism about women being able to make choices that works for them? Yeah, now is that she's, not ma what feminism she's making her own choices that I'm not a feminist now. They want and to kill her. Exactly. <laughs> so they have a problem with women making choices. <laughs> Meanwhile, the belief that they try to propagate gives women the right to make choices. But yeah, the choices has to be in, the, uh, in align with their own sentiment. Yes. So if it doesn't align with our sentiment, just no, kick it out. Is, like that it's that not, is not part of that's not choice. Conversation. Yeah, that's not it. So that that's why I'm very careful with this kind of uh, beliefs or movement. Where, okay, what could be the worst case scenario? And that's why I said the 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 thing that I think about the LGBTQ community is that they're going to turn on themselves. I hope so. And it's starting and to happen. I hope very, very soon. You know, the feminists turning on transgender, transgenders now calling feminists transphobic, and then we have the pedophilia movement <laughs> who are trying to join the LGBTQ. And oh. if and the LGBTQ still feels like, oh, you guys are insane. They're going to tell you they're a minority too. Exactly. And they're going to tell you like, oh, whatever we it have, is, we, we can't control it. It's yeah, natural, just natural. like you guys. So that's why I, I just feel like, with it. like I said, I'm here for the laugh. I'm here for the pants. It's, it's gonna. It's I, gonna just be wanna, I just want to. I just want to be looking at <laughs> it's them. It's gonna be great. Going at each other, confused. That's what I'm just all about. You no, know, like just looking at this bunch of idiots and confused irredentists going at each other. That's what I live for, because there are certain things that nature has provided for our culture or. Or history has been able to show that okay, this is how it's done. It's been biblically uh noted and all of that. But y'all decide to feel like, oh, because we've come to some certain level of civilization, that and all of that should be done yeah. away with. I mean the well, um I believe things are staying involved, right? Like I said, I don't know which episode, the episode we had with um Kevin Odans, right? Yeah. I said like the whole the whole thing is like it's like a looping process, right? Yeah. It will loop and to come back again. To yeah. go and to come back again. We just have to keep... It's, just, it's a circle. Just, just, yeah, just watch. It's a circle. Just watch. That's why I said we, at the end of the day, the whole community is going to turn on itself. Exactly. And then they have to start rebuilding again. <laughs> but then, yeah, I definitely feel feel that way too. Where, you know, you might definitely have a, a period where setting group within the whole body feels like oh we need to create our own identity yeah. away from the rest of the group so so yeah we'll see that we'll see well that. uh yeah i i really have to be I, I don't know man i think this is like a famous people's problem 
Internet is here to bring you down. Yeah. Twitter is not your friend. You know, one of Facebook is not your friend. When it comes down to to Kevin Hart, you know, I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. Yeah, no, I don't necessarily too, yeah. agree with him. It's not funny. But this time around, hell yeah, Kevin, go Kevin. Like I, I, know, I got your back. I know what's so funny, right? Uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, this guy that hosts uh, Wild and Out, or uh, Kano, this ex Maracali, uh, uh, Nikano. Nikano. He actually came up with almost like four tweet, four homophobic tweet from a white comedian. Yeah. And they, he definitely still have gigs. Yeah. Right? They're still having gigs. Yeah. They're still famous. Okay. Very, very famous. It's just one of the things that one of these uh, comedians who came in support of of uh, of Kevin Hart said is that at this point, he expects the LGBTQ community to come out in defense of Kevin Hart. Nah. People like Ellen, Ellen, she come out to defend Kevin, knowing fully well that Kevin is an ally. Not even this so guy. Even uh, this, those. Uh, this black guy from uh, from CNL. What's his name? Uh, uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Oh, fuck that motherfucker. He was fucker. like, you know, like, it was like, yo, uh, Kevin, Kevin, call Rich, me. Call me. Rich, this, what the fuck? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I saw it. <laughs> fuck <laughs> like, you. Come on, man. <laughs> call you for what? Call you for what? <laughs> to say what? The thing is, you oh, know Kevin on, is man. not homophobic. Okay, on, you, you could on, make man. a case that maybe he was, but take it or leave it, there are still a lot of people who are supporters of the LGBTQ community. Within their family, they still tell their kids, I don't want you to be gay. I don't want you to be lesbian. I don't want you it's to be transgender. And okay, okay. Take for instance, right? I have a problem with this. There's this famous, I don't know, maybe movie star, uh, maybe singer, I don't know. She was, she adopted a baby from Africa. Okay. Right? And then she started dressing him up as a female. Okay. Even when he can't even make a choice. Yeah. They started dressing the baby up as a fucking girl. Because that's the reverse. That's more like reverse psychology, right? That, okay, this is who I want you to be. To be, exactly. I don't want you to be straight. So Basically, that's what she's exact, doing. That's exactly what she's and doing. What and Kevin she was trying is doing, to appeal to the, to the gay community that, yeah. yeah, we have one in here. Yeah. And with Kelvin, Kevin is trying to appeal to the kid that yeah, I don't want you I'm to, straight. to... I want you to be straight because I'm straight. I mean, like, we, 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 we're straight. We have to counter... The whole uh, narrative of this gay shit. I don't, dude, I don't know, man. We have to come up with our own union going uh, going against them because if if uh, if if uh, a lady can dress a like kid as a female, it may it may kill as a female. So what exactly are you are you talking about? Why are you guys going after Kevin Hart? And you know what? So we know what will be so good, right? If it happened that Kevin Hart dressed his son as a female, right? Yeah. The whole world will be praising him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so cute. cute. This is oh, what the fuck is that? It's all about political correctness. We are in the age of political correctness. And everybody wants to be politically correct. That that's why I respect people. Who decides to be outliers? Who people who decide to be non-conforming, conformitant to 
to the public or to what is seen as being cool now. And it's one of the things within the academia, especially in social science, that have been used to explain the Donald Trump presidency, the spiral of silence, that the silent majority decided to make their opinion known by going to the polls yeah. to vote for Donald. Donald Trump, yeah. I know they because know they, they know, yeah they know they cannot come out. And it's going to be public okay, look outrage. At, okay, look at when the polls, right? The stratif- stratification of the polls. It showed that Donald Trump had more white women vote for him than black yeah. women. Yeah, fuck. You know and that. this is the same Trump that said, "Grab them by the." That, that said these things about women, and these white women are white conservative women, people who believe in the Bible. People who go to church, they are evangelicals. So they voted more for Trump than for Hillary. Why? Because they feel some sense of resentment towards the mainstream media and the narratives of this whole LGBT community yeah. and all of these things. And they decide, if we decide to speak about these things, we will be shut down. But how do we do it? Let's go to the polls and vote according to our conscience. Our conscience, yeah. And I mean, like, that's what's happening. I don't know, man. I, I think this, there's, I'm so sure there are some parents out there, right? Who wishes their son or daughters are gay. Even when they're straight. Yeah. Because they just want to be able to say something that I have a minority. That's why the same way, like, a white racist person will go to Africa to adopt a black baby. Just yeah. to say, yo, I'm not racist. Even yeah. where they are. At a point, we need to even be careful about how we go on with this whole adoption of babies from Africa. Or I mean, they really have to family. stop it, yeah. Okay, look at the other white family that adopted a black kid and they, threw, and they did a photo shoot with the kid in a with the background yeah. of a, cot- a cotton farm. And when you look at that, that's an innuendo that depicts the slave slavery era. yeah of how black people were working in the cotton farms or, it, or the plantations and whatnot. And so, then when you ask them, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a racist. I have yeah. a black kid. I have a black baby. I have but a black you, son. But you are racially daughter. insensitive. That's it. You are racially insensitive. You know, being saying that you have black friends or whatnot or you're married to minority or whatnot, it does not... Change the my skills I, from being racist. I still say it out that I've dated people. I'm a minority. I'm a black person. I've dated girls that I'll stand up in front of a judge, swear to an oath, and say she, that they are racist. She's a racist. At least I've been with two <laughs> like that. That I can say that things like because you're in a relationship with me or you love me. Does not Doesn't separate you from you, the yeah. does not excuse you from the way you treat other minorities or how you see them or how you see Muslims, what you speak of them, or other black people that are not me. Yeah. So you cannot separate me from my group. Because then that becomes that's more like I'm a house nigger. Yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> I support you. Yo. And, and and most of them, right? Really, they have an agenda, you know. They just want to have it in the record as I fucked uh, black guys. I've dated black guy, so that that. Uh, so I'm not so I'm racist. Not racist. I can't be a yeah. racist, and I'm not cool with that. I'm definitely not cool with that. I'm definitely not cool with that. 
Anyway, so uh, what else? For for a while now, one of the things that I've noticed about Twitter Nigeria is crowdfunding of education on Twitter. Okay. We're, so people will set a crowdfund account? No, we're basically a person who gains an admission, right? Yeah. To a university, a polytechnic, or a college of education. Okay. Post a screenshot of the of admission, admission letter. Okay. And, and say, ask for money. And ask for money to bankroll their the acceptance yeah. fee, their tuition fee, and all of this fee. And okay, you might want to make a case that, oh, that's a responsibility of the government, but then we are not a socialist uh government. We're not running a socialist uh system of government. So at a point, it's still not um the responsibility of the government because take it or leave it. Education in Nigeria is subsidized. Yeah. You might want to say, oh, it's so expensive. It's like, I don't it's know, subsidized. Pri- private university in Nigeria are, are expensive. Expens- yeah, but public schools. Yeah, you know, really cheap. A lot of the people who post these things are public education because it's not where, if you don't have money, there's no way you want to go and apply to private universities yeah. anyway. So, where I particularly have this problem is that you will see this at least every three days or every week. On Twitter. On Twitter, a new person. Not that come on Facebook, though. I don't yeah, really follow app, Facebook, yeah. so I don't know. So the problem I have with this is that if you cannot pay your first year tuition fee to get into the university or into a higher institution... How are you going to survive the rest for years? How are you going to survive the rest for five years, depending on the course of study? No, you you have to be able to show me a plan that okay, after my first year, this is how I'm gonna I'll, pay the this second is how year. I'm gonna pay this. this is how I'm gonna pay the third year. It's Nigeria. It's or you, not a you place. want to come or uh, you want to come on uh, on social media every year and beg yeah. for money. It's Nigeria. It's not a place where you can be like okay, during the summer break, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna find work. a job. Yeah, I'm gonna have enough money to pay the next tuition. I mean, like let let me be let me be real. I mean, like Nigerians like. Majority of Nigerians like act like a beggar. It's a sense of entitlement that oh, olori mi kongwa antambe tomorrow mi lowo. I mean, like a lot of them come on IG to beg the celebrities. Yeah, uh, bless me, sir, with this. Bless me with that. Why would you do that? Social, we have a problem, man. We have big one. And Twitter and Instagram is, is even giving those guys bigger platform to, to act like to act a fool. I, I have a problem with people going online to beg for money. And if you must, at least you must have exhausted all options. And in most of these cases, I don't think they've exhausted all options. I don't pray for people. I don't pray for anybody to come online to beg. But I have a problem with it. Okay, if a person is maybe in their final year, oh uh, yeah, and they need help, help with yeah. their tuition fee, I get it. But well, if you're in your first year. or second year, how you gonna you... survive the whole okay, year? Let's begging. even say, okay, you're able to pay your tuition fee. How about feeding? How about housing? How about handouts, textbook, and other things, which are even as much as. The school fees itself, or even more than the school fees. How do you bankroll that? 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I've come across the same to you. Um, someone screenshot something to it, like someone asked uh David Doe, and David Doe's like, uh, give me your your school's phone number. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like uh a few months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I even saw one too who got admission to Adeliki University, which is owned by Davido's family, right? Mm. So Davido had to be like, okay, throughout, I'll pay your school fees throughout. So God damn it. I'll call, I'll just call whoever's the head of the department and whatnot and have all of that sorted out. Okay, to me, that makes sense. That makes sense. But at the same time, but why, are you, that why are you going to a private university when you don't even have the have money? The money. To pay? Can you imagine that? Because you already know it's goddamn expensive. And okay, a guy who I went to school with, who became a lawyer and and he's a friend. I used to follow him on Twitter. One of the reasons why I unfriended, unfollowed him on Twitter, was the fact that on every thread where they are doing giveaways, he's always sending his account number into those threads. As a lawyer, you are a fucking lawyer, man. Like. A fucking lawyer. He's graduated from the law school. I'm still begging. He's a solicitor of the Supreme Court. He's a lawyer. You know, I just feel like, no, this is What is insane. wrong with Nigerians? You know, I had to unfollow him. He sent me um, a retainership agreement to be my lawyer and whatnot. He's my friend. He's a very intelligent and brilliant guy. Then I felt like okay, I could, I should have just yeah, paid I him. Could use it, yeah, yeah, I could use you. I don't know when anything's gonna come up, right? And it doesn't have to be me. Like you can always take yeah, care of my family yeah, too, because yeah. my family is included in the retainership agreement. But with all of this behavior, I was just like, like no, hey, no, I no, can't do with a person no, like this. No, no way. You know, there's also another guy who I've assisted a couple of times too, and I see he has that behavior too of. Constantly putting his account number and name on every thread that has to do with giveaways. Oh, bless on, me. Man. I'm just like, for real. Like, it's not like I've never been broke before. How? I don't get it. The same thing. It's even worse on Instagram. I think it, the this whole attitude started on Instagram. Yeah. They moved so, to Twitter. Yeah, it, it moved to Twitter because they got infected by a wolf. Everybody wants a wolf. I mean, I just believe you can do better. I mean, like, if you even have shame. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's if not you get even... Shame, if you get shame for it, it's not good. Ah. Sometimes it's not even poverty. For you to be able to afford data to come online. Line, to bed. At least that means you can eat. So it's not even a matter of poverty sometimes. Man. It's just greed. Greed is the word. Yeah. People are greedy. Or free. Or free. They want free things. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't like. I don't really follow a lot of like uh, Nigerian uh, IG and Twitter because there's a lot of things I don't want to say. Yep. I really don't want to say a lot. You know, there are times I just see things on on uh, on Twitter. Like I just break <laughs> down. I just emotionally. Okay, look at the video. I don't know if you saw the video of a woman who reported herself to the DSS office over some oh, threatening yeah, 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 shit. Yeah, Look yeah, at the yeah, way the, that see, woman see, was... See. I sat on my bed and I was crying. I literally cried. No this matter is not her making crime, shit up. She reported herself. Because there was a pending case. 
that okay, and yeah. And then the media, oh God, no, I, I man, literally man. cried for that woman. I no, don't know I, if she's guilty or not. You know, you know, after after like three seconds, I was like, fuck no, I'm not watching this. You can't. I, you, I just closed. I was like, no, there's no way I'm watching this. I can't. Because I just so fucking. Come on, man. We need to treat people with dignity. We need to respect people. Nigerians, I don't know. We we claim that our culture is a culture that respects people, but I don't see that in our institutions. No, no. Because our people, our institutions are a reflection of who we are as 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 a nation or as a culture itself. Common decency of treating that woman with respect. That okay, okay, basically legally, she's innocent. You've not proven anything Auntie. against her. Yeah. And you're already treating her like a criminal. Unveiling her, pulling clothes away from Forcing her. Forcing her. That's an assault. If I'm so ashamed of those photographers or journalists. And Do you think we have journalists <sighs> in Nigeria? No. you really believe that? I don't think so. I definitely don't think so. Imagine someone who called himself journalist or... Uh, uh, music industry biggest journalist ever. Uh, what is his name from uh, uh, Lustok? Oh, Osage. Osage. See the way he was speaking, say bullshit about uh, Tenny. Tenny uh, and, uh, and whiskey. whiskey. I listened to the whole episode. I was like, this guy is a clown. I don't even know how he got the job there. And he's the editor. So it's not just like, oh, he just got a job there. He got a top job there. I don't know. And even the kind of contents that they produce with, at Pulse, I'm just like, no, come on. Like, the group projects that we did in school, in my undergrad, is far better. <laughs> because I saw this interview where they interviewed uh, Jide Kosoko. Oh, okay. Yeah, where they I interviewed... I saw Ko- Donald Duke's interview. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that. As, you know, it's kind of political, yeah. right? So it's going to be decrying anyway. So I didn't bother to listen to that. So where there was this girl, she's probably an intern or whatnot, she was interviewing Jide Kusoko, just asking basic questions. questions, and he gets the answer like within one minute. And the way her voice, you know, there was no confidence. There was just, I was just like, hell no, like this could be better. Like, if you submit this as an assignment at my alma mater, you probably get a C plus. That's it. <laughs> That's for, trying. Then, for, That's trying. for trying. For trying. For <laughs> trying. And then this is being done. By a media organization that has so much clout, somehow. I mean, like, I don't know. I really don't know, though. I don't know or the way they're taking journalism. And just because you make a news or you're a little bit famous on Twitter, on the IG, doesn't make you a reputable journalist. So I, I don't know. Like you, you, you've worked in. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, TV we you, yeah. yeah, you, you. I, I don't know if you've come across good ones, but I don't know because I don't know none of no, them. No, I, I don't think there's anything good to be, to be honest. I don't know none of them. Um, even the ones on Twitter, they're just chasing the clout. Everyone everywhere. is chasing clout now. I remember back in the days when we were in school, right? Just getting to learn about journalism and whatnot. They're like, oh, don't take bribes, don't take brown envelope, <laughs> uh, don't take gifts. <laughs> It's called junkets or whatnot. So when I went for my internship, the first thing I learned was you must take bribe, gifts, whatever that's coming to you. <laughs> because when you go back to the TV station, 
that's the first thing your editor is going to ask, ask you. you. What did you bring? Ooh. Yeah. So basically, there are even times that we have to just fuel the station car and just look for a place or an establishment that we can just go make out some sort of random news. And when we're leaving, they'll give us money. Just wow. to be able to replenish the money we've spent on buying the fuel and just have some other money. Like, we were constantly going to the local government headquarters just because to, the chairman is definitely going to at least give, give yeah, 10K out. Yeah, so when you say something good about them... Yeah, that, oh, okay, these are the roads they are patching. Yeah. We're basically having camera crew to go look at roads that local government is patching. Not building roads, like just... Oh, man. Just repairing little roads that have small potholes or they're trying to, like, um, clear the drainage. Or on Sundays, we have to go to churches like Redeem or some other oh, churches yeah. that have harvest or some occasions just to cover it for like two hours and we'll get some some money. And then it just dawned on me like, okay, theoretically, this is what it says. That you can't accept bribe, you can't do this. But, but in reality, <laughs> you have to. Practically, this is, is what is being yeah, done. That is why our media is so easy to be manipulated. You can just see like, okay, most of the TV station or radio station works for a government entity. Yeah. Even those who don't work for government entities, right? They are owned, they by, are owned politicians. by politicians yeah. who are loyal to, to government or government, have yeah. certain ideologies. Yeah. Okay, when Good Luck Jonathan was in government, Raymond Dockwasi is a member of the PDP. AIT was pro Good Luck Jonathan. Oh, Channel oh, yeah. TV, who is owned by, owned by Tony Momo, was against Jonathan. So it, it, it became a platform to, that, that helped Buhari rise to the consciousness of Nigerians because a lot of Nigerians gravitate towards Channels TV. Yeah. And now, Tony Momo is part of Buhari's government. What does Channels do? Channels is pro-APC. You know, even before it has come to the full glare of Nigerians that Channels TV is pro-APC, the way she walking by law, you ask the question, questions right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. <laughs> I studied journalism. I have a national <laughs> diploma, a, a bachelor's, and a master's in communication. I already know that. No, this is not how you ask the next follow-up question. Except you already have an agenda. So I already knew that there was some sort of bias. Now people are now clamoring that the next presidential debate must not be heard by, by channels TV, TV or, yeah. or moderated by anyone from channels. Because now people have come to the consciousness that, oh, oh yeah. wait. Oh, wait, no, this. <laughs> it's always there. The media has an agenda-setting obligation. But at the same time, the ownership interest plays a big a role. A big role, yeah. Okay, it's just like Fox News. We know who they belong to and... yeah. We know what, what they are. What, they are, they know the ideologies. The ideologies, yeah. The same thing is when CNL, you listen you know, to CNN, you know it's you know, pro-gay. Uh, yeah. So that's how the media works, basically. But it's against the theory of how the media should work. The media is very subjective these days. And it's against the tenets of media brokers that should be more objective instead of subjectiveness or subjectivity. So it's just that people need to be able to realize this. And when you're giving these people clout, they start to just mess up because in their head, they are the best thing ever since sliced bread. 
<laughs> no, it's true. Well, and that's one of the things with cloud chasers, right? When you're chasing cloud, not, let's not even talk about journalists, like just normal guys like us on social media. When you're chasing cloud, the thing with that is that you always have to keep chasing that cloud you to maintain yeah, the that status. cloud. Yeah. You need because, more cloud to maintain cloud. Yes. Because if you can't maintain that cloud, you become, oh, one hit wonder. Yeah. Or you become uh, old glory. Exactly. And that is where, that is what leads to depression. Depression. Because the moment that leads to mental being, health. The moment you're being seen as an old glory, you get depressed. You start to get depressed. Let's not even talk about this because we, yeah. you and I already <laughs> talked about this, right? Yeah. Let's put it on another episode. Yeah. Let's. So because, what, talking about um, journalism. So what do you think about the father Umbuka? I don't know. I don't even know how to say his name. Though. Umbaka. Umbaka. Man. Should we play let's, the audio? Let's go audio, to Let's, let's talk let's, about let's... the Akpororo issue first. Akpororo. Oh, shit. Yeah. Play the audio. Let's let's really hear what he said. Akpororo, right? Yeah. So we're going to play the Akpororo audio. If you're just listening to us, this is the Other Room Podcast. Other Room Podcast. Hosted by Anthony and Joel. And Joel. And so. we're podcasting live from Bangkok, Thailand. So if you're just joining us for the first time or you've been a listener in the past, you're welcome to episode 45. Episode 45. Now because men of God, they try. The main reason why they give men of God their hand. I tell God, Daddy, I tell God, may call me, but I give them the things why I need since then. <laughs> he said, make a wait. Yeah. I said, if you will use me as your son, make a priest. You need to give me power. Where be say person make me verse. If I spit, the person go melt. Hmm. No, no, now that guy, I know just eh? I go be passed on wings, go press me. No. <laughs> I need to get annoying anointing. You see that kind of anointing where 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 lies like wait, wait your verse, it just look too drain. Lion come mat from bush, shop them. Now that kind of anointing, no. Because if I get that kind of anointing, all these daddy freeze, then they're not going to talk. Oh. I'll just turn out to what they call. Yes. This is the key point. Okay. How person go stand up? They tell us about tight. Are you kidding me? Something why don't they pay for years? I need to work for. Not be talk. Men of God, they try. Damn. Oh. What a time to be alive. That was fire. <laughs> so what, do, what is your take on this? Oh, uh, first. I think we've already. Finish talking about tight. Yeah. That's the first thing I want to say that first, this guy is a clown. He's a comedian anyway, so comedians are clowns. We already we're already done talking we're about tight. Talking about tight. People we already moved on. We have more serious issues. Issue. What let's let's not even talk about Nigeria. We have more serious issues in Christendom, in Christianity to talk about. Than tights right now, but let let me even tell you something. Like I don't know if it, if you've noticed, I've talked to almost fifteen people, right in this country who was Christian before, but now they're leading towards atheist. Atheist. Christianity is losing values every day. Yep. But then the Bible already foretell foretold all of this, right? Now, with Aporo, right? 
I think he's a religious psychophant. Yes, he is. Because why? He's getting paid by these guys. Yeah, he's getting he's paid by churches. Yeah, yeah. By, yeah he's yeah. getting paid by Ade Farasi anyway yeah. for this gig. So what is he gonna do? Be Ade Farasi's mouthpiece to attack Daddy Freeze. Okay, in a gathering of over hundred thousand Christians, and even more thousand or millions watching from Nigeria and around the world. The world. You choose you chose that platform to do something that, that is anti-Christ. That is how much of a joke that the church has become. Become, yeah. The church is now a platform where you can attack. Attack people. It's the same thing with Reverend Father Umbaka. Yeah. We we can unpack, but we can That's, pack both conversations same together. Way. Yeah, same thing. The pulpit has become a place for Oyedipo to personally attack, attack President Buhari or anybody he feels he's against. Christianity is a joke now. I'm a Christian and I profess my faith and I still profess that Jesus Christ is Lord but I, and I, my I Savior. I don't just believe he's white. <laughs> when I'm praying to God, I'm not looking that... I don't have that image of I mean the, of, uh, of a the symbolism, white person. The, the symbolism, you know, yeah. that is what has been going around. I get it. I don't believe that. I get it. And with Akoru, here is where I have a problem. You are assuming that if God gives you this power, this power, enormous power, that when people make you angry, you go straight. You decide their fate. By just going ham on them and decide whatever it and is. And that is one of the reasons God will never give you the power. Exactly. And now, the second part of that is where he said he was going to turn Daddy Freeze to a world gecko. So that he could do whatever he thinks he wants to do with him, yeah. to him. Maybe kill him or kill it or whatever. I feel like... The Christian leaders. And the people are actually sharing him. Yes. And that's that's that the problem weird. with the church. That's the hypocrisy with Christianity. And fundamentally, a bigger problem with that is that Christian leaders sat there and listened to a comedian on, in a poop, on a pulpit say these things. And none of them thought it was okay to come out and denounce and repudiate it. and denounce him. That you cannot speak of this about a fellow as, Christian as brother. As long as it's in, in alignment with their own agenda, it's supporting their own tight movement. It's, it's, it's one of the things that someone tried to unpack and analyze about this whole video on Twitter. That if you take away the, the tight argument from what Daddy Freeze is preaching, his message is pretty similar to Adi Farasins and everybody else. Yeah. Daddy Freeze is preaching a message of hope, a message of restoration, a message of the covenant of God and the purpose of Jesus Christ. It's the same thing Adi Farasin is preaching. It's the same thing Sam Adi Yemi is preaching. The only difference in the message of Daddy Freeze and these other pastors is tight, where he feels that Tight is not biblical. 
if we are going to the New Testament, which is the new commandment, the new restoration of the glory of Jesus and the Savior and the things he preaches about. That's the only problem with Daddy Freeze. That that one thing... And that is the only thing they're using they, against him. That's the thing that actually motivates them in every way. Because if you take away tight and money and, and affluence from the life they are living, now they are not. Would they choose this level, this no, work? No, never. I I bet you Adi Francis will probably be living in the US where he was. <laughs> Compared to being back, if you take away the money, the police escort, the cars, the homes, the everything else that the makes them who they are, from who the they church are, members. These people will not be Christians. If you take away all of these things, they will not be Christians. And they will do everything okay. to protect that. Yeah. Which is why they have to bring in low lives like Akwaru to make to defend them. You know, you have to bring in foot soldiers to do the dirty yeah. job. Because Adek Farasin will not stay there and do the dirty job himself. He'd rather have someone else do the dirty job for him. That's why he has not come out to repudiate Akwaru for those statements. Imagine how you turn a human to a world, world gecko and then you are able to decide the fate. The fate, yeah. Whether to kill or not to kill. I will call that Christianity in a gathering where we are celebrating Christ. Do you know how much is even expended on that? Yeah. For you to bring, to be able to bring Don Moen, uh, Travis Green and yeah. all these people. Uh, trust, trust me, just, just show, that, that just shows you how much Nigerian churches has been monetized. Yes. It's just all about money. They will do everything. Say okay. everything. Umbaka, Reverend Father Umbaka expected money from Peter Obi. Can you imagine? Peter Public, Obi did not pub, make public, any... Public, publicly. Did not make any promise or pledge. But says that, okay, something Let will play be the done. audio. Let's play the audio, please. The way you and Atiku are moving will end in shame. Whew. Just because he said no to a public demand of... But man, that takes a lot of courage. Can you imagine? For you to look into a grown man's eye in his presence and say the way you're moving with your life, that you will end in shame. Do you know how those people created the fear? Who? Touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. That verse should be taken out of the Bible. But that, that belongs in the Old Testament anyway. That's right? what that is what they use. The anointed man of God cannot be challenged. Cannot be questioned. Cannot be questioned. That is the line. You know, because I'm just trying to Im imagine myself with a grown adult, same my age, who has even achieved more than I have achieved. Then I look right next to him and tell him, with the way you are going with your ambition that you'll be put to shame. It takes yeah. a lot of courage for me to utter such words. Oh, not, let's, let's even put yourself in, that, in the opposite position. If someone said that to you, how would you react? Peter will be reacted like a perfect gentleman. Uh, I don't want to be perfect in that situation. Because, because he's checking for something. Yeah, he needs something from so, the people. Which is so basically what we're saying. Up. That yeah. If you remove money from all of this, you'll see their real intention. Okay, the moment 
Peter Obi did not make that his gathering or his presence there transactional where there is money involved or money exchanging hands. Just look at the outrage. Yeah. So he needs money to, to receive the favor from God. Has to pay first. Make a promise. Just, just So now, if he had promised something, oh, then it's going to be heaven. He would have, have been blessed. The heaven will get will open. The angel will be moving. You know, I don't know if it was Mahatma Gandhi who made this statement or someone who said, I do not have a problem with your Christ, but I have a problem with your Christians. Yes. Yeah, I think it's And that's the him, problem yeah. with Christianity. Christianity is just a joke. I don't have a problem with the Bible or or, or I don't have a Christ with or anything. The, yeah, exactly, with the God we worship. But it is the what way the people? Christians, especially in Nigeria, Not has in, practiced in Africa. Christianity. It has become a religion of servitude where people are just slaves to the slave masters who are the pastors, the deacons, the deaconess, the reverends, the evangelists, or and the whatever priest. it is, the priests or whatever it is they call themselves, the daddy geos. <laughs> and those are the yes. biggest scam of yeah. all. Those the are daddy geos, yaos, man. It's depressing, man. I mean, it's like just so... Right now, can you imagine, right? I don't know if I go back to Nigeria, if, yeah, I will go to my church, my normal, the church. I always go to the home <laughs> church. Yeah, my I will home always church. do that. My home church. But other churches, I don't even want to listen to other pastors saying anything. Anything. I don't want to listen to you. So what exactly are you going to tell me? You're going to approach the Bible? See vision? Tell me I have one village, uh, uh, someone village in my people. village people going after me or what? Well, that's how they create fear. And for you to dominate a people, right, you have to be able to create fear. You know, and that's what even the the Islamic fundamentalists or terrorists do. Yeah, they that's what they use. They create fear. Everybody's your enemy. So once you're able to create that fear first, then every other thing just works. Man, I can't stand Christianity anymore. I swear to God. I, I'm trying, man. Well, I guess on that very sober uh, note, we just have to end this yeah, episode, gotta man. Yeah, we got to edit, man. It's really depressing how things are starting to pan out at home. I'm definitely not satisfied with how we've evolved as a community or as a culture. We definitely need to do better. And I, I'm just hoping that us as millennials, we can... We can change things, right? Change things. We can make our society better. We can strengthen our institutions, maybe uh, religious, political, or social institutions. We can strengthen everything and be able to act like sane people. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, with the way Nigerians are going, right? I had an argument. At, we are, we're going to end, but I just have to tell you briefly. Like, I don't, you know, I don't involve in Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Or conversation where we have to comment. So I had this, um, James retweeted something about the, we've talked about this on the episode, the Google free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And how the government, like Osin Banjo, went to US, wherever, to make that. And everybody was so happy. Yeah. And I was like, yo, somewhere in Europe, in the Netherlands, they have free Wi-Fi yeah. in the trams, on trains. 
And, and this Buhari guy came hard after me. I was like, yo. So because they have free Wi-Fi uh, in trains there, so we should abandon the Google. <laughs> we should cancel the Google. I was like, I'm not saying you should cancel. I'm just like... I didn't even see that exchange. <laughs> I was like, I'm just saying you deserve more better. Because we Nigerians were so used to nothing. By the time a polit- uh, uh, politician did something, we think this that, that is the end of the world. Yeah. We're so used to nothing. We don't even know what we deserve. The people don't know that they deserve better. They don't know. And it was like, yeah, stay in your uh, in your Netherlands where there's free Wi-Fi and trails. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Then, and I made a comment. I was like, yo, I was like, you stay in your Nigeria with your uh, double, uh, body double president. Yeah, so. <laughs> because he used. Jubril yeah, El Sudani. Because he used uh, Buhari's. As, uh, okay, yeah. as his avatar. Uh, yeah, he was like, yo, now I know where your hate is coming from. <laughs> hate who? I'm not hating, I'm just... It was so funny. I was laughing so hard, but the dude was imagine, so serious. Imagine man. hating on someone who's living in abject poverty. There are better I things to like, do. I was like, whoa. Like, we don't even know what, we, what we want. Because the government, like the politician, they make everything so... We don't even know what we deserve as a human being, as a, as a country. And the millionaire, they have even fought. Still, like the guy that was I was arguing with, he lives in Port Harcourt. It's like probably 20, 28, 27. I think Port Harcourt is actually maybe the most polluted city in, in the whole of Nigeria. And it's one right of now. the richest yeah. city. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. You happen about Google Wi Fi that will be available in the marketplaces. When things like this happen, what I'm looking at oftentimes is conversion. How can you convert that and I actually into making you know you know what I told better you, I choices like, of making like, our society I told you, better? Like, Google will never do that if they're not having something in return. Yeah, that's the easiest way to just <laughs> get like, people's data. Exactly. Oh yeah, I, I talked about data. Like you should just go and use like they use yeah. this for their own purpose. They have the reason they're doing this is because. It will benefit Gorgo a lot. You know, you know, ba- I remember back in the days, right? When you want to catch uh, a hen, right? You put corn on the floor. Yes, sir. So that the hen can come and eat those corn. That's basically what Google is doing. Come on, man. They want to mine your and, data. And, 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 the, and the issue is, and the issue is, this responsibility should be placed on Glow, MTN, and yeah. other telecom company. Yeah. But they won't even do that. Well, man, it's time to sign out, man. End this. Uh, with that being said, this yeah, is the Other Room Podcast, episode 45. Yes, and we're your host. My name is Joy, a.k.a. Authority. My name is Anthony. It's good to have you guys, new I and old listeners. See you guys next week. Yes, sir.